0: Abide with me. Abide.
1: This is the Influencers Network podcast. I'm your host Brian Craig. I'm the executive director for Influencers in Bentonville, Arkansas, and I've got a special treat today uh, because I'm with uh, several of our uh, regional directors. Uh, we're actually together for a staff retreat this week, which has been a, a really a big blessing. And uh, so I've got a lot of wisdom around the table today. Um, I've got uh, Jay Thompson, our regional director in Memphis, Tennessee. Welcome, Jay. Thank you, Brian. Got Frank Khalil, our regional director from Tulsa. Hey, Brian. Got Jim Pennington, our regional director in Central Coast of California. Hey, Brian. Hey. And I've got Les Piercy, our regional director from Bakersfield. I don't know how wise we
2: are, but let's do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, just a unique opportunity to have these guys all in in one place. And uh, these guys are out on the front lines uh, doing the ministry, working the ministry, uh, helping uh, raise up new leaders, helping lead journey groups, uh, and really uh, being shepherds out there. And they see a lot of different things with men and women out in their regions. And uh, so there's a lot of things we could talk about, but... For this particular podcast, we've decided to talk about an issue that seems to be uh, plaguing a lot of our people out there. Uh, one way, the enemy seems to really be at work destroying lives. And so the issue is today is talking about pornography. And so, Les, you uh, you brought this up uh, earlier today saying this is something that you didn't – maybe you didn't realize how big it, a problem it was or, or what. So how would you set that up on why, why that was something that's really been probing you – in
2: In our mini retreats, men come home and usually on their mini retreat they share what their struggle's been and and over and over I'm hearing nineteen out of twenty two guys are struggling with porn, twelve out of fourteen are struggling with pornography. And I'm just devastated by the impact. And, and then I look at the wives that they come home and share that with, that they've given it over to God. And I look at the heartache and what in the world can we do to help with this? Uh, there's no one talking about it. There's no one giving help. And and so we've been very um, active on pursuing what can we do to help these men? So we literally had a night where we had uh, 250, 300 guys come out and and we had a panel and we talked about pornography on uh what it's done to destroy four men's families. And it was powerful. So did the guys
1: um, offer hope or, I mean, what did they, did they kind of offer steps of what,
2: what to do about it? If you're caught in the, in the middle of this addiction or habit? or. I think it's any sin. Uh, It's not what or how we're going to get through something. It's the why we get through it. Why do we want to abstain from pornography? Why do we want to abstain from lying, cheating, any of those things? The why is because it breaks that relationship we have with our father in heaven. And I think the guys did a wonderful job of communicating that. And yet they said it's the hardest thing they've ever had to do.
1: Mm. Well, and we were talking earlier that the culture today has normalized this like, Pornography is just another form of Netflix or entertainment. or And as a matter of fact, some of the shows on Netflix and other things are borderline soft porn, you know, if you will, with the nudity and all that. But uh, do you guys think that's part of the problem? Um, and, and by the way, anyone else can jump in here if you guys are, have an opinion on this in your regions. But So anyone jump in on that? Is this Has Satan kind of successfully normalized pornography? Anybody can jump in.
0: Well, Brian, I can say that... Um I mean, I think, you know, many years back, we would talk about what are the biggest challenges that are breaking up marriages and attacking marriages. And it was usually pretty easy to say that's finances. Um, and I'm not saying finances doesn't still attack a marriage because it does. But that's that's kind of in the back burner today. Um, it goes back to what Les just shared. Um, uh, it, I mean, from my conversations with guys often, um, it, it's become literally the number one destroyer of lives and marriages. And it's the addiction of pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think we all can talk about this. Um, it, it is an embarrassing thing to talk about. It is an ashamed, a shameful thing to talk about. So as men, we just go, man, um, I'm not going to tell anybody this. Um, but it is. It is a huge issue in our culture today. Um, and by the way, it's not a new issue. Right. It's something that's been on, going on for a long time. But because of our culture and the world is changing so much to just water things down and be conformed by the world that it's now really it's an OK thing. Um, but we see it as we continue to point people to Jesus. How can we ignore this? Right. It's it, it is a killer of souls. Um, but there is hope um, and the hope is always found in Christ. And the hope is what we talk about in the journey process. It's a hindrance. It's not any different than any other sin. It's what hinders us from having that intimate relationship with the Father.
3: So, Jay, are you seeing
1: this problem
3: uh, raise its head in in Memphis? I am, definitely. And one of the things that I think um, is unique to our area is a thing called battle plan ministry. So if I have a conversation with a guy who is struggling with porn, I'm able to direct him to that ministry. Um, We had... Goodness, probably six years ago, a man shared his exposure to porn as a teenager and how he's battled that his whole life to the point to where his wife asked him if he struggled with porn or had he ever struggled with porn. And he told her no. And when he went back to her the next day and said, I, I lied to you, I did struggle with it and it is something that I have to keep at bay. The fact that he lied is what hurt her, not the struggle. Mm -hmm. And it really revolutionized their marriage and their communication in their marriage on how that um, is is an issue and how it helped them parent their their two sons and protect them from exposure to it. And um, so I would say, yes, there's quite a few men who have um, set up accountability through covenant eyes, you know, different things. So I would say it's in our culture of conversation Mm -hmm. um, among the men. That um that it is a problem that we are exposed and, and men celebrate victories. I'll get texts and and guys will say, hey, I'm six months porn free. Mm. You know, one guy is going on two years now. So I am blessed that it is part of our conversation, and I think we're being proactive and making it a um challenging topic, but also making it part of our conversation.
1: Well, and and I have to bring this up because you said this earlier that you were talking to somebody who ministers a lot of women. Yes. And said it's a growing problem with women. It's not just a
3: man problem. Right. And and this lady was um, challenged on how to combat that and was asking me how men handle it and what are some, some things that they do to get healthy in that regard, because it's kind of caught her off guard on the influx of ladies who have come to her. Mm-hmm. And, so it's and it's men and women.
1: Yeah, so we can't just ignore that part
4: of it either as well. So, right.
1: Uh Jim are you seeing anything out there with the men that you're ministering to and talking to?
4: Yeah, it's the same everywhere I think. It's uh you know for the most part. I mean there I think there's just so many on ramps to to uh watching porn nowadays uh like you know from 20 30 40 years ago um, it's everywhere, I guess. I mean, and, and you know, even like you said, when we started Netflix and, and all the channels on uh, on TV that are, that, that kind of lead into uh, maybe even, you know, getting the guy hooked thinking it's okay. Cause maybe his wife is even watching with him at home. Cause it's a good storyline or whatever. I've heard that before. And then they kind of, kind of put a blind eye to, to the nudity and the, the actions going on and, you know, cause it's a, it's entertainment and then, then maybe it moves from there. But, you know, we have, uh, out there, we have a man that, that has been through the journey group and, and, uh, uh, he, he runs a group called pure desire and, uh, uh, it's not just there in, in, our, our hometown. It's, it's, I know it's throughout California, maybe it's other places, but it's like Jay said, it's a, it's, uh, it takes guys with sexual addictions, um, you know, for not, you know to real deep you know uh addictions within you know um, sexual addiction um so we are you know more and more uh sending guys uh as Ed has found out like Les said, you know when we when we share in our groups and uh, uh man especially if it's if it's more than just a casual thing uh I, I, you know send him to that group and mm-hmm. and uh, and he's really. He's really done done real well, and uh, you know a few. Like I can say, you know, a couple of my close friends, their their uh, their sons, son-in-law, and son. Um, just recently is one I can think of. You know, it uh, took advantage of this, and so yeah, it's all over. It's and and if you don't think it's in your family, if you don't think it's your your son or even your daughter or I don't know, maybe even your wife, um, wake up. Wake up, mm-hmm. you know, take your blinders off, don't put your head in the sand um it's an easy one to hide you know hard hard to hide excessive drinking and drunkenness and and all the other sins that are no different than than this one we're t- happen to be talking about today there's there's no no sin any different or worse or, or anything but it's an easy one to hide so don't 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 just put your head in the sand because it's it's a bad one.
1: Well, and I think it's important that we're establishing that it is a sin, because I think the devil would say, well, no, this isn't a sin. I'm just, you know, you're not having an affair. You're not physically with someone else. You're just kind of letting your imagination go. But then you'll you'll come home to your spouse and you know that's where your enemies will be. But no, it's it's lust. It's and, and, and you and we've all seen the destruction. And, and, and it's a symptom that there's something not right in the marriage, I think, you know. So so, so now it's how do we help people get out of that. And I, I think journey groups, you know, we, we say in the journey, the real journey is not your journey meeting with your, the real journey is you and the Lord. Because that's where, you know, he, the Holy Spirit will be the one who's with you in your hour of temptation, not your other journey guys. So I think that's true. But what you guys are saying is some guys need a little extra help, right? They need either extra accountability or they, so what advice would you, I mean, I guess maybe the sound like an AA meeting, but the first step is admitting you got an issue, right? I mean, yeah. Les, what would you say the advice of how, what do you do if you're, if you, if they're listening to this and they know you're talking about me?
2: Unfortunately in our world today, what I find is that the Christian man, the guy that goes to church on Sunday and spends one day a week with Jesus, he feels pornography is okay. He rationalizes it's fine because I'm not with another woman. I'm just viewing something. Right. Well, the bad part of that, his wife doesn't view that way at all. And so that's why, as Frank said, the marriage starts to just crumble when she finds out or he shares it with her. Or most times they get caught by a child or by the wife. And it it's awful. The stats kill me on this. The latest ones are 90% of all male 18-year-olds have looked at porn more than 30 minutes, 90%, 18-year-olds. That's astounding to me. So I I believe we have to bring it up. We have to talk about it and understand why we don't want to go there. What's it do? And we have to be proactive on pointing men and women to the Savior, that it's going to— Uh, sever our relationship with jesus and when we're living in sin we don't have that direct line to the father and that's the why
1: and you can't have an abiding relationship
2: with christ
1: if if that's in your life exactly i mean just they don't they're mutually
3: exclusive right yeah you know two things came to my mind when you asked that and the, the first is if anybody's listening and has that reach out to your director Reach out to one of us mm-hmm. in the region. Reach out to you mm-hmm. at Global. Send an email. Get the the conversation going. Yeah. Um, from a perspective of guiding a group, one of the things that I think we all have adopted in some capacity is before that pr- first prayer walk, if we can share our story on that Friday night before the first prayer walk or have someone share their story that is walking through those type things that held things captive or under their own power, whether that be porn, whether that be alcohol, whatever it is, and understand that you're not alone because the enemy wants to isolate. He wants to shame us. Mm -hmm. Um, And as Jim alluded to, there's no difference in the sin. It's just a matter of getting it out. And that's a a great step because the journey process will not allow you to be lukewarm. You have to choose Mm -hmm. unless you're a great Faker. <laughs>
1: so you're um, saying as leaders are all to, you're talking to mainly to guides out there yeah. and all that. If they can lead in transparency, it'll help these other guys get it out into the light. can be healed. And, 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 it and be Jim healed. was saying it's a lot of this is hidden.
3: Right. You know, people don't know about it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know, we're uh, sins of the father. You know, maybe men have a father who looked at porn, had the magazines laying around. So it, it could be part of their normal indoctrination as a as a man that there's nothing wrong with it. So it could be eye opening. You know to process and walk through for a lot of men
1: yeah definitely
4: well, there's there's probably you know i've 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 known of a few that or maybe more than a few that uh you know you get too far into this to where you're you're relying on it and i just use the word addiction again um try finding out you know find out they they've where you work and they found out that that you're looking on this uh, certain sites and and i've known th- some with long careers and very successful careers just fired right now and mm. right away. Mm. Um, so yeah, we walk around thinking possibly it's, it's, it's acceptable in the world today or it's, it's, it's not that bad. It's this or that, but, um, uh, the, those corporations don't look at it that way and they're in the world and you're working for them. <clears throat> so don't let it go that far to, you know, get some help first.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like the, I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the, uh, David and Bathsheba story, you know, he dabbled around on the looking at the woman bathing and then, you know, and then it it just started going, getting worse and worse, you know, turned into adultery, turned into murder. I mean, you know, just kept, and that's how Satan works, right? He lures you in and then it just keeps you getting where where you're in a really bad situation. That's right, Frank, you were going to say something?
0: Well, you know, as we've spent the last couple of days here together, I mean, we've talked about a lot of things, but for the purpose of the audience that we have in this podcast, um, I think it's very critical, and this is heavy on my heart, just thinking through it. Um, if you are facilitating, guiding, co-guiding a group out there, um, maybe this is for you because it starts with you. And and, and we will all collectively say, um, you are God's beloved son, and if you have this struggle You have to take the first step in dealing with this and surrender to the Father. And and know that it's okay, that there is help available for you. Like Jay was saying, there are resources in every one of our regions, and we have to be willing to point men to the resources. That includes us. We're not excluded from this. right? And it's more critical that we really embrace that. But more than all the things we're talking about, there's a scripture that really comes to heart for me in talking about sexual impurity and immorality. And that's 1 Corinthians 6, 18. It says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins, all other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Now Mm. you think about that for a second. I mean, you're God's temple and we're called to care for that. And in you know, we can commit lots of sins out there, and I'm saying there's not one worse than the other, but you're doing it even to yourself. And then you think about your marriage covenant. I mean, this is an absolute disaster. And the devil is loving it. He is preying on it. He is destroying marriages every day. He's destroying generations because we're afraid to have this kind of conversation we're having right here. Mm. So if you're that person listening today, and and the the Holy Spirit's going to convict you. It's not going to be us. Mm-hmm. We're just being obedient to say, here's here's a topic that is very critical. Um, how is the Lord speaking to you, and what you need to do?
1: That's right. And Frank, I was going to say this earlier, but you've you've worked with some younger uh, men, you know, even even high school age and all that. And and a lot of these kids are um, good kids, and they want to be pure when they get married. So they kind of feel like it's okay to kind of indulge in that stuff over there as long as they don't do the act, you know, as long as they don't have sex before marriage and all that. Another, I think it's another example of how the devil deceives into thinking this is okay, a compromise over here, when really it's, it's still sin. They got to know that it's sin.
0: Well, and I'll throw a little stat by what Les had said, the 90%. Um, you know, I've led several high school journey groups, and these are seniors, 17, 18, about to head off to You know, uh, college, which is a complete next chapter of life. Um, I can remember at least one of the groups where there's 10 young men in the group. 10 out of 10 were addicted. Mm. I don't mean 30 minutes looked at it. They were addicted to porn. Mm. 10 out of 10. Now, you go, wow, parents, dads, moms, wake up. Mm-hmm. because this is real. Mm-hmm. Social media is real. There's a phone in every kid's hand. This is very real. So we have to be very aggressive and proactive in what the Word of God tells us about how to deal with this mm-hmm. and get this out in the open and and, and fill it with prayers and, and encourage each other and understand that, look, um, sin is sin. And until we're willing to remove it, it is really difficult to have that abiding intimate relationship. So, uh, Les,
1: I'm going to go back to you where we started. So you had this event and really raised a lot of awareness and, and, and talked about something that was talking about. So what, what has happened since then? Has it opened up some new conversations, more guys getting help? What, what's happened since then?
2: The deceiver is really tricky, and he wants to keep it in the dark because if nobody knows about it, it will continue. When you start letting it out of the bag, The deceiver has real trouble uh, when you put something in the light because Christ is the light. And so when a man dabbles with that, you know, at the end of this uh, panel discussion, we asked people they wanted to get rid of um, something in their life that's separating them from that abiding relationship, not just born. There's a lot of other stuff that separates us. It is sin. It's not any greater than another sin. It is sin. It separates us. And we asked them if they wanted to get rid of it. And And the number of young men that stood up, like Frank was saying, you know, I had 14 and 15 year olds standing up that they want to get rid of some sin in their life that separate them. And then, you know, large numbers, yeah. Okay, so what's happening from there is I have guys going home and sharing with their wives what's going on. I'm currently meeting once a month on a Wednesday night. Uh, Currently, 15 couples meet at my house to talk about, okay, now it's out of the bag. Either I'm hooked on porn or I've had an affair or she's had an affair. We've confessed it to God. Now, what do we do? How do we go forward? And I thought people wouldn't come to my house to talk about this. But I've never had anybody say no. I've invited. I know their struggle. They all come and they want to come back. They vote every month on do we keep coming back and they all vote. So people want help out there.
1: Do you think if a man, let's just talk about men, if a man has this issue and he's convicted and he starts
2: talking to the Lord about it, do you think it's necessary for him to talk to his wife about it? That's not an answer that I can give you because that's between him and the Holy Spirit. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit directs that man on what he should do. I'm not in a position to tell him that's what he should. I don't know his wife. Right. Okay. And so I I asked him to pray about it because he asked me that question. You think I should go home and tell my wife? I go, that's your decision. Okay. And if you feel that's what you need to do, my friend Jim here would tell you many things that he shared with his wife and he would have probably a better answer than I. (laughs)
4: Jim Uh, that's the answer I give I I, I do share what I what I did and brought it into the light Um, shared it many many times Um, but I always put a disclaimer out you know that past performance doesn't reflect future uh Results, or, yeah, results yeah. or however they say, it, you know, in the stock ads you hear. Yeah, right. um, and because, you know, I don't know why sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't um, in terms of a uh, couple staying together or or driving them further apart for maybe ever. I don't know. You have to wait and ask God about that or why, why he heals some marriages and some he doesn't. I, I have no idea. Uh, I'm just grateful and thankful that mine was healed.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I I find I find this, and I just want to get your opinion on this. When when you take guys through the journey, if they really go through the journey in earnest, God has a way of shining His light on a, on a man's heart, and He'll show you. I mean, guys will know real quick what it is 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 the hindrance, what's getting in the way, and you know, again, it may not be pornography; it might be greed, it might be something else. You know, something they've got in their past, a wound or or whatever. I mean, do you guys see that? It, it, I mean, I guess I want to say journey, the journey is a big first step, you know, because I think Absolutely. God will show them what they're dealing with.
4: But it's the abiding when, you know, when they when they surrender, and they truly surrender and, and start learning uh, to abide is is when God can come in. I, I, I always say this There's another thing I, I generally always say is, is I can't tell you how to fix your marriage. I can't show you really how to fix your marriage. I can't teach you. All I can do is introduce you to God that fixed mine hmm. so let, let me help you inter- I'm going to introduce you to him but then that's between you and him and, and I'll do all I can but I can't mm. give you a magic pill and I can't write mm. out a script for you that's a good word Yeah. Amen. one of the things that I
3: in, when encountering this one of the things that I focus on is the wife if he does choose to go communicate to her to make sure that she has a network and resources mm-hmm. and that's where I've seen a beautiful merge of influencers men and women um, in the Memphis area because there are ladies who have gone through this with their husbands. And so they can approach the ladies in a completely different way in a healthy conversation um, rather than maybe a friend who would be emotional saying, well, you need to just kick him to the curb or shame or whatever else. You, um, I made sure men know that there's a resource for their wives as well if they choose to go down that road. Well, you know, what I believe is that
1: God wants an intimate abiding relationship with us. But I think the second part of that is he wants us
2: to have an intimate abiding relationship with our spouses. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, well, for sure. I think one of the things that happens in this scenario, when the man is a hundred percent pursuing an abiding relationship and he shares with his wife, what's happening, she gets a st- a chance to step back and look. She's shocked at first. And then she sees the difference in her husband mm. and through tough times I mean, let's face it, Scripture's full of Scriptures that tell us we're going to suffer and we're going to go through hard times. But God doesn't bring us to something unless He's going to bring us through something. And through these difficult times with husband and wife, their marriage can become even stronger because that weight is lifted off that man. Mm -hmm. Now, can he slip and fall back into that? Yes. But can the wife slip and fall back into her sin too? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it's on both sides. It's not just a a one side sin. Yeah. It's a journey. It's a, it's a lifelong
1: journey and we shouldn't try to do it by ourselves. I mean, we, there's people, this is the the value of a journey group about having regions of, you know, people who live in a region are fortunate because there's an army of Mm. people out there who want to come alongside them and, and help with no judgment and all that. That's what I've seen, you know, and, uh, we we kind of have a no man left behind mentality, I feel like. I mean, do you guys think that?
2: Brian, we hear it all the time. A guy comes and he hears a story. He hears uh, vulnerability. He hears authenticity, stuff we've talked about this week. And men want to be a part of that. And they oftentimes say, whoa, that's not like the church I go to. They wear masks at the church I go to. Mm-hmm. I can be a part of this because I'm just like you guys. mm mm-hmm. I struggle with stuff I sin and I need to know who the father is that I can cope and ask for forgiveness to and and all we do as regional directors is point him to Jesus right that's right yeah all right we just got a few more minutes just just from each of you guys just a quick
1: last word of encouragement to anyone who's listening to this podcast who is engaged in pornography
3: right now and nobody knows about it Jay, what would you say to him? Um, don't walk around in quiet desperation. That's a uh, a phrase Frank has given to me. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to somebody. Just reach out. And it's a hard first step, but it's so worth it when it's exposed to the light.
4: Right, Jim? Yeah, I'd have to say the same thing. Just um, don't go don't go all the way down the road. Um, you know, stop stop before it becomes. You, you know, you probably don't think it's a, a problem right now, and that's why you're doing it. But don't go, don't, don't keep going and going and going. And, you know, now's the time to, to, to talk about it and and to talk to somebody, even professionally that, that deals with this all the time, that knows a lot more about it than, than we do, or well, I do anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so that would be my advice. Les, how about you?
2: I, I'm going to speak a little bit differently. I'm going to speak to the wife. Your husband is in sin. And he needs forgiveness of that sin first from the Father, and then he needs it from you. Mm. And, and I would pray that you would consider giving him that forgiveness mm. and helping him walk back into the light.
1: Because mm. you've seen that. You've seen men who
2: have been convicted and have gone down that, and then the wife just wouldn't, wouldn't forgive, right? You've seen that? I have both sides. Mm -hmm. I have a a wife who is divorcing her husband because he's never had an affair, but he's looked at porn and she's done. Mm -hmm. And yet I have another couple who just the guy came home and talked about his 15 years of being addicted to porn. And he came home October 30th and told his wife and she was stunned. But here we are two and a half months later. and She says, I've never seen our marriage better than now. He's gotten rid of the weight that's held him down, and he's Mm. the godly leader of our home today that I've been praying for. It's the best thing that ever happened to us.
1: Mm. Well, and you who are listening out there can't see the tears that Les is shedding, but those are tears of men who love other men and want to help other men and other families and uh that's the kind of men that influences raising up after people who abide in christ are men who who really love other men and want to help them and, and and really care about all these issues that we face every day and it's it's a heavy burden because there's a lot of burdens out there so uh just know uh there's great men in this ministry there's great ladies in this ministry and uh and we all believe that uh, we have a great God and a great Holy Spirit who will help us. So uh, anyway, I hope, I uh, know this had not been a really easy topic. I hope you out there listening are uh, maybe at least aware if, if you don't have a struggle in that area, you can be praying uh, that maybe you can be a help to those around you who in your groups or that you're guiding or whatever. Um, and if you are struggling out there, as you've heard the are my brothers here, encourage you to stop it, to stop the lies and uh, come into the light and let let God start you on a process of healing. So anyway, well, thank you for joining us today. This has uh, been the Influencers Network podcast, and and we we just come out about once a week with different topics. You can go to the influencers.org website and go to resources and podcasts, and you'll see a lot of other uh broadcasts that we've had a lot of them with rocky and, and a lot of other great guys so anyway we're just here to try to help you and raise awareness to things we're seeing in the, in this ministry so anyway i'm brian craig executive director for influence of global ministries and i'm encouraging you to abide in christ and go make disciples god bless you